Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very, very much. Tenured means I've been doing this a while, 47 years, in fact, and are finishing up the 46th year, about to start the 46th. Let's get ahead of myself here and uh, just signed on for another year and looking forward to that very much. Happy day, everybody. It's a beautiful day where I am. I hope it is where you are. It got a little brisk overnight. If you're in South Texas, maybe it's headed your way. It's already there. I don't know. But we're glad to talk gardening with you today. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones. And half of our phone lines are already occupied. We have Dan in Austin, Glenn in Bryan. And we'll go to them really quickly. I'm not going to keep them holding very long. But the phone number, just to have said it, 888-256-1080. For the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour live on this beautiful Saturday in December. A lot of people doing a lot of things this time of year, but some of us are talking gardening. 888-256-1080, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Uh, I'm going to uh, just make a couple of very quick comments and then we'll get the program underway quickly because I want to get to my, my two callers. I'm grateful when people call early. That's really nice. 888-256-1080. Uh, if you are um, gardening in Texas, most of Texas has been quite dry the last couple of weeks. And the question comes up frequently with me, how often should I water my plants in the wintertime? And if it's been 10 days since you had it rain, uh, as uh, warm as parts of Texas have been in the last three or four days, you need to water deeply and to get your plants ready. They need to be hydrated before cold weather comes in. Now, I don't... Uh, see any really cold weather on the horizon, not uh, the forecast that I've been looking at, but uh, uh, any any cold can do damage if, if the plants are allowed to go into it dry. So uh, just uh, keep that in mind. The plants are hurt more if they're dry in the wintertime, and so uh, you don't have to keep them wet, but you don't certainly don't want to let them get dry, and uh, that's very important. And it's really important with new plantings because you can't tell if they're dry. A lot of times, some plants don't wilt and uh, they sit there and they just fade away. So be sure to be watering during the winter time. Uh, I'll take my first break right now. This is the earliest we've ever taken a break because like I say, I don't want to keep uh, Dan and Glenn waiting. I won't keep you waiting if you'll call right now. One more time before we go to the break, 888-256-1080. Toll-free call from any of our 30 cities, 33 cities that carry the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour uh, live on this Saturday morning. Give us a call right now. Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and I will be signing books this afternoon and this evening, and I'd love to have a chance to sign one for you. I don't think I can get one signed if you order it right now, but I'll sign Monday for you. That's almost as good. I'm trying to keep caught up all the way through the uh, the Christmas season. A lot of people ordering it as Christmas gifts. It makes a wonderful gift for any gardener in the Lone Star State, Southern Oklahoma, um, uh, Western uh, Louisiana. It uh, it applies. It was written specifically for Texas because Texas is a very different animal when it comes to gardening. So many of the garden books are written for the Northeast or the Midwest, and this book is written specifically for Texas. I've decided to leave the price of my book at just $34.95 for a little while longer. And uh, that is the, a very, very good, good price for a hardback book printed on a high-quality paper, printed in Texas with 840 photographs, and uh, 
Uh, they're all my photographs, and I, I went to every press check to make sure that they were reproducing true to color so that they would look the way they looked when I took the photographs. I wrote every word of the, of the book, 344 pages, 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening for every one of the 254 counties in Texas. There are more than 25 multi-page charts in this book. Chapter 2 is new to this book. I've written five books, but I've never had a calendar in a book before. This is a perpetual calendar that tells you what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and protected in your landscape and garden in each month of the gardening year, four pages per month. That's chapter two. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Things you need to know about the soils and the hardiness zones, things of that sort. And then skipping ahead to chapters three through 11, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Now the book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon because I want to be able to sign every copy as it sells. So I will sign and then box and take them to the post office. That's Small Business America. Now, I couldn't do that if it were on Amazon or if it were in stores. They're stored in, in my garage, and uh, Zeus the dog and I signed the books. And Zeus is not terribly involved other than curled up at my feet as I sign. It's a climatically controlled garage to make sure that your books are in, in perfect condition. Satisfaction completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. 85,000 copies of the book sold to date and not one request for a refund in all of those books. So here are the two ways you can order the book. You either call my office Monday through Friday, and that's 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769, or the better way is to order it directly from my website, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I hope you'll get it. Great for Christmas gift giving. And by the way, if you want to give it as a Christmas gift, I must have your order almost uh, now, soon. Certainly by Wednesday of next week, uh, week and a half from now. Uh, is that right? Yeah, by as soon as possible. Soon as possible. Let me tell you about the Texas Certified Nursery uh, professional training program. Not sure I got that all out right. If you're looking for reliable localized nursery help, go to the best. Texas Nursery and Landscape Association members, one of the strongest trade organizations in the United States. These are men and women who have banded together decades ago, 40 years ago, to ensure that Texas gardeners will have the best plants, the best products, and the best service that any industry can possibly provide. Shop where you see name badges and emblems of Texas certified landscape professionals and Texas certified nursery professionals. These are going to be at member nurseries, independent retail garden centers of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. And uh, these are the people who know plants best and who can advise you best. For the kind of professional help you want and deserve, support your local certified nursery professional and certified landscape professional at a member business of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. I'll be back with more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. I'm going to that first call right now. And it's uh, Dan in Austin. Dan, thanks for calling early this morning. How can I help you? Yes, uh, Neil, the subject is oak leaf hydrangea. Uh, yes, sir. I hear that there's I hear there's a variety of it that has fuzzy leaves 
so the deer won't be attracted to it. Is that true? I don't know. I will find out for you, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of a lot of varieties, a lot of cultivars of oak leaf hydrangea, and that would make all the sense because they vary a great deal. I was taking some photos uh, in one of the local nurseries uh, three or four days ago uh, of the different textures of leaves on them. And uh, I'll be more than happy to find out for you. That seems to me to be a reach because... Um, I have seen deer in Austin uh, dining on uh, on hollies with all their prickles, and I, I huh, if they eat those, I can't imagine that a little bit of fuzz would would deter them. But I'll I'll find out for you. Do you take my electronic newsletter, eGardens? Have you ever heard of? Yes, it? Yes, I, I we take the email. We get your email. The, the one that comes on Thursdays. The the one that uh, comes yes. on Thursdays. All right, yes. I'm going to add your question in, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm going to add your question in to the Q&A uh, section of that, the, the, uh, where I answer people's questions. I will answer you there this coming Thursday. Would that work? That'll work. Thank you, Neil. That way I'll have the answer for you and you'll know where to look for it. I'll have it there for you on Thursday. I'll do my homework. Th <laughs> All right, thank good, you very it's much. It's a great question. I can't wait to see what I find out. We'll find out together. <laughs> Thank you, Dan, right. for calling, and I'll, I'll see what I can do. All right. Take care. All right, let me write that down, folks. I put a star by those, and that's my notice to me to do that homework. And there, done. Let's see. I need to mark uh, fuzz on leaves for deer. That's enough even for me to remember. All right, now we go to Glenn in Bryan. Glenn, this is Neil. Good morning. Thank you for calling early. How can I help you? Neil, I've got a fairly large bed of uh, newly transplanted Asian jasmine, and it was suggested to me that I might uh, mulch them with leaves this winter. What's your opinion on that? All right, when were they planted? I would say it ranges anywhere from two months to six months. I've got, I, right. I, I did it twice. I did it twice. All right. And they were in what, four-inch pots when you planted them or in gallon containers? Uh, four-inch pots. That's correct. All right. Um, I grew up in Bryan College Station, so I know the winters pretty well, although mm -hmm. <laughs> the winters in the last three or four years have not been <laughs> what any of us knew before, so... It's kind of no. kind of experience doesn't pay off too much. Um, what I would do if it were mine, um, first of all, I would run the the leaves through uh, a mower to, so that they're and they probably already have been through, so they'd be shredded. Uh, you don't want to have something that just makes a bigger mess when you put them out there. You want to have them be fairly fine so that you can blow them out of the way if they're not needed at the end of the winter or so that they'll filter on down to the soil line. You don't want to have them packed down, mat down in the spring when the spring rains come. So that's that's the first thing I would think about. Um, the The odds of your needing them over this winter in, in Bryan College Station are probably uh, less than 10% from my experience and from paying attention to the weather across Texas for the last 53 years of, of doing this kind of broadcast. Um, so you probably won't need them, but I would put them in, in big plastic trash bags and have them dry and available to you so that you could easily scatter them out. 
uh, when you scatter them out, uh, if it's going to be a really cold spell with a lot of wind, you're going to want to water them before the, the norther comes through to pack them down onto the, uh, onto the Asian jasmine. Frankly, I think frost cloth that you can roll out and pull over the jasmine is probably an easier thing to do and would be more dependable and won't blow off and could be easily taken off and saved and used again for something else if you prefer to do that. I love putting leaves over things. Um, my perennials uh, beneath my shrubs, I, I certainly use leaves the way you're describing it, but frost cloth would be 100% dependable and the leaves probably not quite that high. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know that you need to put them down now and leave the, the plants covered. You won't hurt the plants if you do that. I just worry that uh, the, the uh, the, the fallen leaves, the mulch, may compact enough that the Asian jasmine would be exposed if it did get that cold. I don't think it'll get that cold in Bryan College Station to do uh, big-time damage to the jasmine. Uh, what else did I want to say? I, the jasmine will come back, mm -hmm. uh, even if it does freeze a bit, even if the leaves turn brown, it comes back. But... Um, I would lean toward saving them or using them somewhere else and buying frost cloth. I think I thought through my answer. You heard it evolve before your ears. <laughs> well, I have appreciate it. Uh, this, this, yeah, I have some, but this is a large bed. It's really too big for that. It's probably 500 if square it's, feet. If it's too big for frost cloth, this is going to drive you nuts on leaves. Frost cloth is for, it was developed mm -hmm. for strawberry fields, you know, 40, right. 50, okay. 100 acres. Not that, not that uh, anybody can afford that, but but that was its purpose, was to cover big areas. Um, okay. When I buy my frost cloth, I buy 300-foot uh, rolls that are 8 feet wide. I, I buy a big batch because I, I cover a lot of plants. Um, but I, I won't try to talk you into something you don't want to do. The leaves no, are a I, good idea. I'm, I'm with okay, you on what I, you're trying to do. I would just wait to do it until you're sure you need to. Okay, I appreciate that. But now I've got two follow-up questions. How how winter hardy sure. is Asian jasmine, and should I fertilize beforehand if I choose to cover them? Don't fertilize until spring, no matter what. Um, I would fertilize 1st of March in, in Bryan College Station. Uh, no matter what, even if you hear it's going to be a mild winter and, and whoever tells you that is, is able to guarantee that. <laughs> and um, so that's the, the schedule for Asian Jasmine. Uh, Asian Jasmine will probably never in, in 100 years freeze and die in Bryan College Station. It is winter hardy. Asian Jasmine, Star Jasmine mm -hmm. uh, could. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the bigger one and it's, it's not quite as hardy. It's one hardy in its own less hardy. Uh, I have had Asian jasmine in my McKinney, Texas, out in the country, McKinney, Texas, which is about five degrees colder. Uh, I've had it in my landscape for uh, 43 years, and I've never lost it. It has gone to the ground several times, uh, but I've never lost it. And, I guess and I, I should... 15 or I'm 20 sorry. degrees colder than you are. No, okay. I, I should just clarify my, my own brain and... Make sure that we're talking about young transplants, right? They can they can handle the first winter. 
Yes, that's why I ask you how long. The two months worries right, me right. a lot more than the six months. Six months is mature enough. Uh, two months yeah, well, is pretty young. Yeah, three fourths of it is is young. Two months. I'd I'd cover those. I'd certainly cover those. Mm-hmm. And 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 I've already said I would use frost cloth. That mm-hmm. gives you mm-hmm. so much protection. We have aspidistra right. in my landscape a lot that I got at a, a nursery that owed me a bunch of money and was going out of business. That's the only thing they had that I was going to be able to use. And they couldn't pay me, so I just took that. Well, now I'm, <laughs> I have to cover it every winter. <laughs> and I have uh, 400 plants. So, But anyway, it, it I've never lost a one of them if I had it covered. It makes a huge difference, the frost cloth does. I, uh, so I, I'm a big advocate. Anyway, I got to run, but hopefully that uh, will you. help, Glenn. I appreciate your call. You betcha. Good Thank luck. Thank you very much. All right, let me see where I am time-wise. Sure thing. 25 after means, or roughly 25, I need to get a quick break in. Thank you all. I'm sitting here looking at phone calls. Thank you. This is wonderful. Thank you, Sean, Gary, and Sharon. You're coming up next, and we'll move quickly. Sean will be next with a question about St. Augustine, so stay with me, please. Let me tell you right now about uh, the great people from Fertilome. Fertilome is a Texas-based company. I don't know if you're aware of that. They are, uh, they are in Texas, in Bonham, in fact, and they ship all over Texas, and they are a, a, a company that works specifically with, with locally-owned independent retail garden centers and independent hardware stores and feed stores and places where you can go in and talk to the owner or the manager because they're locally-owned companies that care about your city. That's really important to me, and it ought to be important to you as well. And that's when they uh, mean what they say about uh, dealing with people who know your local conditions. Now, they're talking now about Fertilome Winterizer Fertilizer. If you have ryegrass or if you're in a part of Texas where fescue is your turf grass, the panhandle, for example, or northwest Texas in any uh, regard, or ryegrass anywhere in Texas, uh, Fertilome Winterizer is the fertilizer to put out at this point and get your lawn in good condition. Um, and uh, next fall, remember that this is the one that you want to use uh, as you get your lawn ready for the winter time. Fertilome products, they're all great products designed for Texas conditions by people who understand Texas gardening and who will help you because you're dealing with people who are Texans who understand Texas. And that's very important. Fertilome Winterizer has a 10-014 analysis. It's formulated to to offer exactly what your turf grass needs. It's uh, based on recommendations of universities across Texas. It's safe on all types of lawns watered in after you apply it. And uh, remember that lawns that are fertilized with Fertilome Winterizer are the ones that look best in the spring and all through the growing season. Fertilome. Ask for it by name when you go to your local independent retail, garden center, hardware store, or Fertilone Winterizer. I'll have more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly. We go to Sean in College Station. Sean, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I, yes, sir. I pulled off the, I pulled off the highway just to talk to you, but I don't know if you can hold it or not. It's uh, pretty garbled. Why don't you ask your question really quickly, and, and let me try to help. 
I'll tell you what, I'm going to have to ask you to call back, Sean. Um, it's it's just so garbled. I'm so sorry. I know you've been waiting. Um, Jared, why don't you see if you can help him and let me talk to Gary in the meanwhile. See if you can help him somehow. Let me go to Gary in Wichita Falls. Gary, this is uh, Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are yes, you sir. doing? I'm How wonderful. How about you? I cannot complain. Good. I need something that will kill Kathy Weed and prevent it from coming back. All right. Um, I would recommend to you a broadleafed weed killer when it's growing most actively on a warm day. And uh, you're going to have some warm days in Wichita Falls. There's not going to be many of them now for the next couple of months. Right. But, uh, I, uh, what condition is it in now? Is it up and growing where you are? No, sir. It's, it looks like it's gone dormant. All right. Then come spring when it's up and there are pre-emergent weed killers you can use to prevent it, but they're pretty expensive. Gallery is is uh, is the product, but it would cost you a good bit if you have much area. It's better to use a broadleafed weed killer. That's something that contains 2,4-D. The number is okay. 2, comma, 4, hyphen, D, like in dandelion. And, and spray it on the young plants before they uh, start setting the seeds and okay. uh, that will kill it it's pretty easy to kill if you get it when it's growing actively a couple of precautions number one you have to spray on a still day so that you don't have the the weed killer uh, spewing all over the yard because it will go after trees and shrubs too it doesn't differentiate okay. it just goes after plants that are not grasses uh, number two um, you want to use that sprayer only for weed killers after that. You don't want to come back and spray the tomatoes for insects because the residue stays in it. And so mark it just for weed killers after that. And, okay. Uh, but, but it should be fairly easy to control that way and, and mow frequently so it doesn't go to... I haven't lived with that one firsthand. I've, I've, <laughs> I've had it around me when I've walked through fields and things, but but I haven't uh, had it in my yard, so I think I pretty well covered it, but I may be missing some some piece of it, but that's pretty close. It just about got Wichita Falls covered up. I, I have heard that. Not only Wichita Falls. You're, you're not, uh, you don't have a monopoly. It, it, it's been shared around the state. Okay. So, but I think that'll do it for you. I sure do appreciate that. I'll, I'll get some, and I'll be ready come springtime. There you go. Thanks for the call. Have a good day. Thank Take you. Care. You have a blast. All right, Thanks. let's go. Yes, same to you. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Sharon in Brenham. I'm through all of my calls now, so I'm going to give the phone number at the end of this. Take a break, and hopefully we get some more calls back. Sharon, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. I have a problem with with uh, grass birds this year. For some reason, uh, my a lot of my lawn is just just covered. So I've I've tried you know mowing them down and 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 getting them that way, but uh, I need some help. <laughs> All right. Well, I think a lot of people had uh, trouble with grass birds this year, and and a lot of the reason was the drought and the heat of uh, eighteen months ago in the summer of twenty twenty two. 
uh, lawns were hurt right. really badly. And when a lawn is weakened, then weeds move in, and, and graspers, of course, are a weed. And the grass burrs right. are the are the uh, seeds, and so they're hanging around for 2023. And similarly, you'll have a problem next year. So you, you need to take uh, preemptive action, and that's why you called, and I can help you. There are products right. called pre-emergent weed killers, and those are what you would need to apply. And in Washington County, your, your dates would be uh, late February, the last week of February, and then uh, 90 okay. days later would be the last week of May. Uh, the products that you would use would be one of these three, your choice. They, they work uh, very okay. much alike. Uh, either Baylan, B-A-L-A-N, or Halts, H-A-L-T-S, or Dimension, D-I-M-E-N-S-I-O-N. Uh, those are not listed in any particular order. Um, okay. Halts is, uh, is often in the hardware stores and the big box stores. Um, you will find Dimension often in independent retail garden centers, and Bayland is often in feed stores. And uh, they, okay. like I say, they work uh, very much alike. They are all effective for about 100 days. That's the reason that you want to reapply about 90 days later because grass burrs can germinate all summer long. If you had called okay. from a city another uh, 75 or 100 miles south, maybe Columbus or uh, Victoria or somewhere you know along the coast, I would have put in a third right. application. I would have moved the first one back a ways earlier, and, and you would have ended up needing a third application. Uh, just okay. a third booster, a second booster shot, three in all, just to cover the long growing season. But I think two will do you for it in in, uh, in Brenham. Okay, good. And uh, that, right. that should do it. There is, there is no spray you can use in your lawn once you get them. That's the problem because once they're growing, what kills them will kill your grass. Right, right. Okay, all right. Well, I sure appreciate it. Thank you so much. You betcha. I love your county. It's a beautiful county. Appreciate it. Have a good day. All right. All the lines are now open. This is the way it was about uh, 10 minutes I went on the air. All lines were open. We had a couple of calls waiting when I went on the air. That was cool. And now I'm back to where I was about 10 minutes before I went on the air. And nada, nothing. So if you'd like to call, this is your chance. 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. Jared and I were talking off the air just a few minutes ago. Man, this is nice having all these calls. Well, not nice right now. 888-256-1080. Give me a call, please. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and I have it on sale for you folks. It is here uh, as a, a Christmas opportunity for you if you want to give it as a gift. It makes a wonderful housewarming gift, wonderful Christmas gift. I'm a little late on the Hanukkah gift since we're right there. Uh, but, uh, you know, people give gifts after the fact and say, hey, I have something coming for you. Uh, it would make a wonderful, um, what have I left out there? Christmas, birthday, uh, housewarming, Hanukkah, uh, whatever you want to do. It'd make a wonderful gift for you just because you work hard in your landscape and garden. This book will help you be a better gardener. I worked an entire year to write this book. I worked an entire career to learn what I put in this book. 840 of my photographs, 344 pages. Uh, Carolyn Skye was my editor. She's a retired 
senior publications editor from a major university. Uh, Cindy Smith is, was my graphic designer as we did this book. She and I have worked together for many, many different things that we've done together, and Carolyn also. Carolyn edited my magazine for 10 years, I guess, before we went out of the magazine business like so many did. Anyway, that's uh, the, the genesis of Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Things you have to know about soils in general and the climatic zones of Texas, rainfall areas of Texas, hardiness zones, and uh, why I think the USDA hardiness zone map is in error, the newest one. Uh, so that's uh, chapter one. Chapter two is that 48-page calendar. You'll never have to ask, Neil, when should I do this or that? Because it's all in chapter two, four pages per month of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and, and spray all of your plants. Chapters 3 through 11 are very detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. All of that and the 840 photographs. Oh, and I sign every book as it sells. Um, it is a hardback printed on high-quality paper. I went to every press check of the first printing to make sure that the color was represented properly. Those are all my photographs, and I wanted to make sure. So the book is only $34.95, and if it had been sold in stores or on Amazon, it would be $55 or $60. It's only $34.95, satisfaction guaranteed, and I sign your book as I sell you the book. And I have uh, the second half, well, we're, we're finishing up the first half of the sixth printing. I'll take delivery of the last batch of the sixth printing sometime in the next uh, month or two and um, so that will be that will be something i'm really happy with this is the book i always wanted to have for you and uh, of the of the five books that i've written i finally got the one i wanted so if you'd like to get a copy i'd be proud to sign one for you 34.95 the two ways to buy it are to call my office monday through friday business hours at 800-752-GROW 800-752-4769 the better way is to order it from my website that's neilsperry.com n-e-i-l S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. It's Neil Series Lone Star Gardening. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. And I think we have Sean in College Station back. Let's give it a try. Sean, this is Neil. How you doing now? Sean? Oh, my goodness. Sean, are you there? I don't, th I don't think this is going to work. What do you think? Jared, it's up to you. Uh, yeah, I think we'll go to Don in San Angelo. Don, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you, sir. Um, my question is, uh, two questions short. Um, we have B Bermuda grass and a Xeriscape rock half rock garden but the problem is we have this i don't know where it is it's uh some kind of it looks like bermuda grass on steroids and it grows about three feet tall overnight and also uh rye grass and i'm trying to clear all that out 
so that I, I can just have a nice, pretty uh, Bermuda grass yard. But we also have red clay soil. So anyway. Well, the red clay soil doesn't, doesn't make any difference. So these, both of these are other grasses? Yeah, the one of them is. One of them is I, yeah. I just I just need to in the interest of time. I just need to know there are other grasses. They're not broadleaf weeds. They're not broadleaf. One is rye, and the other one I don't know what it is, but it grows about three feet tall if you let it go. Yeah, I heard it that. Looks like heard Bermuda. That. All right, and and the question I have of it, I, I can deal with the rye separately. Uh, with the tall one, is it annual or is it perennial? Is it coming back from roots or is it coming up in the fall? It It's here all the time. <laughs> all right. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer. I think it dies right. during well, the winter. Hear me, hear me. I want to go through this. I want to, I want to go through this one time because it's a complicated answer. And I have okay. four, four calls right now behind you. All right. Um, number one. Uh, the ryegrass you can prevent with a pre-emergent weed killer applied around Labor Day this uh, coming year. There's nothing you can do now that's going to kill ryegrass without damaging your Bermuda. You get one chance on ryegrass, and that's with a pre-emergent, either the, the same three that I mentioned before, and that would be uh, that would be Baylan or Halts or Dimension applied around Labor Day for winter grasses. And uh, I'll be talking a lot about those at that time. Um, the tall weed, I don't know what that is, so it's a little hard for me to tell you how to control it. But I will tell you that you could use a glyphosate-only herbicide. That would be like the original Roundup all by itself. Yeah. No other weed killer mixed with it. And you would wipe it across that thing with a, with a sponge or with a wick applicator so that you're not spraying it. You're wiping it across that, that weed while it's growing actively. That may or may not be now. I don't know if it's a cool season or a warm season weed. You said it's there all the time, so it may be a warm season sure. weed that's dormant now. I don't know. But while it's growing actively, you, you wipe that across it. You could take a, a painter's uh, a stirring stick and put a sponge on it and make your own wick applicator that way and just dip it down into a, a shallow pan and squeeze out most of it and, and then wipe it across the weed, and that would kill it without getting your Bermuda. But somehow you right. have to deal with that one separately, even to the point of digging it out by hand if it's in clumps. But that's no, all I can do without seeing it, Don. It, it's almost like prairie grass. It's in the parks. It's in the well. That's uh, yeah. I, it would take the rest of the program to try to figure out what it is and how to deal with it. I'm going to suggest you take a sample of it into a uh, into an independent nursery. Let them identify it for you, and then and then determine the best control. I want to get on to my you. other callers, but identifying that one's going to be critical to helping you. But I I know that what I suggested will work. It's going to be some sure. handwork because it's one grass within a grass. Hey, i got to run, but I appreciate your Thank call you. very much. Uh, so, yeah, you betcha. Thank you. All right, let me get my last break in here very quickly, and then we'll go to Mark in Washington County and Vicki and Bowie, and uh, we'll help. Um, I'm going to do a really quick mention of eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. It comes from my computer to your email Thursdays at, at uh, 6 o'clock. And in eGardens, I always have a featured plant of the week. I always have uh, the uh, gardening this weekend where I point out the things you need to get done. 
uh, in your garden in the ensuing three or four days for that weekend, a couple of other stories, and I answer your garden questions. And uh, if you have not seen the Chevrolet uh, ad that is catching so much praise, um, it's my favorite ad that I have ever seen in my entire life. I put a link, it it's, was not one of my stories, but I put a link to that ad in eGardens two nights ago. If you go to my website where you sign up for eGardens, uh, it has nothing to do with Chevrolet, not one thing. And I have watched it seven times. I have cried each time because it would have been my mom uh, in 1991. It's just so beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Uh, you go to e, you go to neilsperry.com and click on eGardens, and you see the most recent issue of it from two nights ago. Scroll down, and you'll see that that link down at the very bottom of the page that you're looking at. Anyway, sign up for Neil Sperry's eGardens, and you too will get it every Thursday night. I think you'll like it. Let me tell you about the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association certified uh, uh, program certification program. Uh, if you're looking for the best plants, the best products, and the best service that any industry can provide, you go where you see the name, badge, and emblems of certified landscape professionals and certified nursery professionals. These are the pros, the best in the business, members of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. Look where you see those name badges and those emblems. It's been my experience that you're most likely to find them at independent retail garden centers and uh, also hardware stores. Uh, independent hardware stores, not these big national and personal places, and also feed stores. For the kind of professional help you want and deserve, support your local certified nursery professionals and certified landscape professionals and member businesses of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Mark in Washington County. Mark, this is uh, Neil. Who don't know that's uh, the Brenham area? How can I help you, Mark? I've got uh, some acreage uh, in between Brenham and, and Navasota, covered in native pecan trees, varying ages and maturity. And what I'm wanting to know is, is there a supplement that I could put around these trees to increase the size of the fruit and uh, the quantity of the of fruit that these trees are producing? Pecans need two things. They need nitrogen to help their vigor, make them grow better, and they need water to help the, the, the pecans enlarge and to fill out better. And that's it. Nitrogen is, is what you need and, and water is what you need. And that's okay. a thing that I was kind of surprised to, to learn. I learned it from the voice of Dr. George Ray McEachern, who is the, was, he's retired now, the state fruit and pecan specialist, best there was. And still is got it well well mother nature can provide both of those but i guess i'm going to have to assist a little bit so thank you very much yeah that's exactly right that's exactly right thank you mark very much all right let me see where we are we have less than a minute let me go to vicky and Bowie. vicky this is neil you're asking about grass burrs sticker burrs yes i just don't want to kill my saint augustine right. you do want to kill your saint augustine or don't want to i do not do not. Yeah. You have to use a, the only way you can uh, get rid of the graspers. It's kind of like the, the uh, lady from Brenham. I don't think you heard her. It was, you must've been dialing at the time. You're going to have to use a pre-emergent weed killer and that's going to be granules. It's either going to be Holtz or Balan or Dimension. One of those three, 
And in Bowie, your timing would be different from what I told her, but it would be late March and late June. Uh, yeah, mid to late March, mid to late June applications. And that will keep them from germinating. And I'll be repeating that at that time. So nothing you can okay. do once they sprout. Hey, folks, got to run. Happy gardening.